Welcome everyone to the Operation Automation Podcast by Omron, where we are talking all things factory automation. My name is Kenny Heidel, and I'm a channel sales manager focusing on channel engagement. I've been with Omron for four years and have 15 years of combined factory and industrial automation experience. Sitting here with me is Carrie Lee. Hi everyone, I'm Carrie Lee. I'm the America's sales manager for early career development. I've been with Omron for three and a half years and have about 17 years of experience in automation. Carrie and I are neighbors at our Omron office and would often have conversations at the coffee machine or in the hallways where we would talk about new technologies and trends and, of course, the Chicago White Sox. We hope to recreate that time here in our podcast and share it with our listeners so you can learn along with us. So whether you're pouring yourself your first or your fifth coffee of the day, driving to your first appointment, or just walking the dog, we hope to help you start your day right with a little bit of fun and hopefully you learn something new too. Well, Kenny, another awesome podcast with Omron Leadership. I really enjoyed this uh, episode. One thing I've noticed, whether it's Peter, all of our leaders, every time we have a conversation with them, whether it's a podcast or just passing in the hallways, I'm just more excited, mm-hmm. right? The, the enthusiasm and the, the inspiration to uh, continue to improve lives and contribute to a better society. It's just super exciting. What were some of your key takeaways? Well, I love I love the new sales methodology that we're mm-hmm. working through. I love the idea that you don't necessarily have to be the technical expert. You okay. have that us as a as a matrix organization, right? We have that. What your job is is to understand the customer, understand the different points there, and and act as as a solution provider and a consultant to them. I think that really that shift from from how sales maybe used to be done, even even a decade ago is is so cool and such a such an interesting new methodology that we're learning absolutely it's really plays to our strengths i love it all right well we hope you really enjoy this conversation and buckle up it's a good one okay so kenny what is our song this week well with our very interesting conversation we got one thing leads to another Ooh, good one. Shout out to Tad. I don't Tad, know if that our... sounds like it, but yeah, go Tad. Yeah, that's some new wave. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for the uh, new wave influence, Tad. I thought it was good, Kenny. Okay, so that means we are talking to, uh, we are talking about lead with Peter Brower, who is our VP of uh, sales for the Americas. Pretty excited. We're, we have a pretty illustrious guest today. Welcome, Peter. Hey. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Kenny and Carrie. No problem. We're excited to talk to you about all things sales training and sales methodology. Give our give our listeners a little insight into what we're doing here here at Omron. Hey, hey Kenny. Before we get started, uh, I heard there's a, a congratulations in order. Oh yeah. Congratulations to you on your new role leading our Woo! safety services sales team. All yes. right. Thank you, you. Kenny, you wore many hats here in all yeah. on, dude. Your, your tenure, your efforts and dedication and your relentless pursuit of customer experience and, and customer excellence is unparalleled and truly recognized. Thank you, Peter. Thank you. I'm trying to get as many hats as possible. Like I'm trying to just make sure that my chain continues to grow, right? Which is awesome. Which is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. We have uh, extremely high expectations of being in a new role, so. Don't stress out too much. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. for sure. For sure. Congrats, Kenny. So speaking of stressing out, Peter, we're going to ask you our hardest questions first. So what is your go-to takeout food order? 
Okay, I'm going to go Canadian on this one. Uh, it is Swiss Chalet Rotisserie Chicken. And you guys would be like, what is Swiss Chalet? It's, it's yeah. a Canadian thing. It's, it's our go-to food for a Friday night, just hanging out as family. It's uh, mm. char-broiled rotisserie chicken. And what makes it super unique is this crazy good dipping sauce it comes with. So you, you, you get fries, you get your green beans, you, get your, you roll with it and your chicken mm-hmm. and you dip everything in the dipping sauce, which makes it extra good. I can, I can feel the saliva get, like increasing in my mouth right now just thinking about that. <laughs> Next time, Caddy, you're in Canada, yes. you're going to go for Swiss Chalet. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Peter, second hard hitting question. So if you got to get some work done, what's your what's your music choice? What's your jam that you're going to put on to to crush through some work? Oh, Kenny, where do I start? I, I listen to all genres of music. Uh, you know, I did the, this past summer, I did the retro 80s tour in concert, post pandemic concerts. <laughs> I, we saw Duran Duran, New Order. Uh, actually, next week I'm going to see them, one of my favorite punk bands, The Offspring. So, all kinds of genres nice. is, is yes. what I like. But it's funny as I, as I, listen to some of my colleagues on this podcast previously, they mentioned Rush as their favorite band. Mm-hmm. And this so happens, I grew up, I live in Rush country, where I mm-hmm. live in the Niagara region where Rush was born. And the old folk tale is Rush actually played in my old high school before they got big. So we're talking Rush, like the greatest three-man band ever. Mm-hmm. Wow. But they are not my go-to band. My go-to <laughs> band. <laughs> my go-to jams is, is another another band that's from the same area as Rush, same roots, same local schools, and it's a band called City in Color. And the lead singer is yeah. Dallas Green. He's local. He's also in a band called Alexis on Fire. So there's two mm-hmm. bands, same mm-hmm. time, and, and the music is a combination of folksy to thrash metal. And so those are my go-to jams. That is a wide genre right there. That is a wide, yeah. or a wide palette, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> Going from folky to, to thrash. Check them out, Kenny. Check yeah. them out. Very cool. Gotta love supporting the local scene, Peter. Very cool. Um, okay, so what is your favorite hobby? Favorite hobby? It's, uh, it's everything sport. Everything sport's my favorite hobby. I'm a Buffalo Bills guy, they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> Hockey teams, Toronto Maple Leafs, they're going to win the Stanley Cup this year. <laughs> for my uh, for my Latin American friends, we've got the the World Cup of Soccer and my yep. ancestral homeland, which is the Netherlands. Their their favorites to win the World Cup. So everything sports. Uh, what my most passionate is my kid. My kids are very athletic and they participate in sports. So my job in that is quite often, or pretty much every day, is, is to drive them. So I like to drive <laughs> them. I like to watch them play sports. Um, my daughter, she plays hockey. She's a goalie, and wow. she's also a goalie in, in women's field lacrosse. My son, he plays hockey, and he's also a, a track guy. He runs a lot of track. So my hobbies is just watching sports on TV and, and driving and watching my kids' athletics. Awesome, awesome. Part-time chauffeur, right? Part-time chauffeur. chauffeur. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. One thing I do a lot of, I try to do a lot because I'm on the road a lot. And when I'm working, I'm sitting down. So one hobby I try to spend as much time as I can is is exercise. Just, you know, Mm -hmm. spending some time getting some exercise. It's good to get the cardio going. It's it's a good time to listen to my jams, which I talked about earlier. Mm Mm-hmm. And just you know, reflect upon you know, reflect upon life and, and work and how things are going. So it's, mm-hmm. it's always good to have some downtime and look after oneself. 
Very cool. Nice, nice. Peter, so for just kind of from an introduction standpoint, if you don't mind, uh, give our listeners a little bit of your uh, your background, how you got to Omron, what your roles have been with Omron, and then we can kind of jump into the, the fun conversation of lead. Yeah, no, I'm a uh, tenure at Omron is seven and a half years. So I started just uh, several weeks after our CEO, Rob Black. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Long time in the industry in, in manufacturing operations before I went into general business management and sales. I, I started off at Armand as the vice president of the Canadian entity of Armand, looking mm-hmm. after Armand Canada. And then I took on a role of technology sales uh, across the Americas and then taking on my most recent role uh, just 18 months ago as responsible for the, the sales teams. For Armand Automation right across the Americas. Mm-hmm. Awesome, it's awesome. Been a, it's been a, a fun career and a fun ride. Mm-hmm. So you have more, you, you're trying to catch me on hats, but now you're, you're, your hat's like, I got a little bit more to go. I'm, right? I'm, still, I'm still playing catch <laughs> you're on still, Yeah. <laughs> one day, Penny. One yeah, day. one day. <laughs> So just to get into it, so Peter, on this podcast, we talk a lot about how society and consumers' needs are changing and the impact that this has had on the solutions we provide, you know, really more from a technology standpoint. But, you know, if you think about it, the same holds true for the relationships that our sales team has with our customers. Can you talk about the shift we've seen from our customers and their expectations of uh, salespeople? Yeah, yeah, great question, Carrie. You know, we're definitely seeing that. We're, we're trying to stay out of that. I think what it comes down to is, is the Omron mission statement, which is to improve lives and contribute to a better society. And, and our customers, they're truly looking at Omron as their trusted automation advisor, and that's one of our slogans as well. But we really walk the talk on that. You look at what the pandemic did, you know, it accelerated the shift, you know, we've seen with our customers and their expectations. You know, getting in front of customers, you gotta be able to provide them value when you get in front of them. And, and most importantly, the customer's got to recognize the value you're going to bring in order to free up time they're scheduled to be able to see you face-to-face. You know, if a customer's looking to purchase simple MRO or, or basic panel products, you know, ease of purchase is important. And mm-hmm. now that's where e-commerce comes in. They're not, they don't necessarily need to see you face-to-face. They get all the information they need on those products online and make their purchasing experience really easy. That's what the pandemic accelerated that shift. But you know, our customers today are facing unprecedented pressures. You know, whether it's labor shortages, you know, reshoring objectives, pricing pressures in the market, you know, increased objectives or expectations from their customers, such as quality or, or traceability. And that's where the online sales professional. That's where we come in and really support our customers. You know, we work with our customers as a true partner. We we help our customers understand how today's automation technologies can help them become more productive and more efficient. And it's almost like before, right? And and to no no fault of it, right? It was kind of the experience that it was. You get a call from a guy say, "Hey, I need this product," you know. And before, you know, you'd run over with a brochure, right? You'd show him all the all the cool yeah. things that product can do. Checks a box, right? He buys it from you. Huge paradigm shift with the uh, with the pandemic and how people want more information, but also want it very self serve. Yeah, no, it's, you know, that's so true, Kenny, right? It's very taboo just to go and have a cursory discussion. You know, you're getting in front of customers, you need to, you know, get into what's really important. And they really got to be able to see value what you're bringing for them to be able to entertain that face-to-face discussion. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
And, you know, another uh, to kind of even build on that, we've seen some studies that show that technical sales or sales engineering roles will increase over time as as technology and demands become much more complex, as we've seen. Uh, you know, people are looking for someone to help them apply that technology efficiently. Uh, do you have any examples uh, how, of how us at Omron, how we're helping support customers do that? They're looking for more of the, the expert occasionally on, on those situations. Yeah, yeah, we got examples literally every day. You know, mm-hmm. Think about it. Right? We're in the, the era of Industry 4.0. Data collection possibilities are endless. Our customers, they need their machines and manufacturing lines to be smart and become more efficient, more safe. You know, they need their machines to be able to adapt real time and make smart decisions real time. Mm-hmm. And the technology today, the technology is available today that can do this. But it, really the basics is it starts with our sales staff and our sales engineers working with our customers to truly understand you know, what are their challenges and then how can the technology support them. You know, a classic example is, is the handling and packaging of, of produce. When I say produce, I mean you know, fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. A, a byproduct from the pandemic was the supply challenges of manual labor just wasn't there anymore. At the same time, there was an increased demand in food supply. And you know, from the pandemic, you couldn't have people working side by side any longer like you would a traditional or typical packaging line. This became very taboo. So mm-hmm. the pandemic created that perfect storm of, you know, we couldn't have people working side by side. The increased demand in food supply and manual labor just wasn't there. In, in our sales engineering team, you know, they were listening to the customers, understanding what their challenges were. You know, they studied our customers' you know, current processes in depth, understand you know, what their challenges were. And from that, developing really innovative proof of concepts around what the customers' needs are. In this case, I, I mentioned the packaging of fruits and vegetables. We, you know, we did a really detailed proof of concept around what the customer was trying to do. And the mm-hmm. Neuro technologies that work seamlessly together. And from that, we were able to develop a really unique solution for the customer that addressed all of their issues. Mm-hmm. And then once we were able to take that solution, we were able to replicate that into other parallel industries. So really tackling the, the issues that the customers are facing and developing unique solutions with our technologies that addresses head-on some of the customers' challenges and issues. But you know, what it, but but sorry, can I cut you off? No, you know, no, I always stress. You know what it, what it comes down to is you know our account managers and our sales professionals sitting down with the customers and truly understanding what they're paying mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to say, and that that kind of adds on to the shift I was talking about before, where it's there's so many. You know, there's there's a lot of in the automation industry, there's heavy, heavy competition from a lot of different vendors that make a lot of different pieces of the puzzle. Right. And how do you differentiate yourself? You know, not everybody is developing and coming out with products that have that one feature capability that's a little bit better, you know, that you that that someone cares about. It's really trying to be that more of a a consultant to them and guide them where they where they want to go. Yeah, it's that trusted automation provider, Kenny. Mm-hmm. That truly is our goal, and you know, it's we want the customers to look at us as an extension of their organization. We're their automation expert. They can source mm-hmm. that out to us as their true partner. Yep. It's it's similar. You know, you mentioned IoT. It's similar to that, right? There's so much information, right? So it's very easy to get into a specsmanship game, and traditionally that might have been what we did. But now 
it's so much easier for our customers to get the information and have an understanding of that data. But what I see our role in the sales organization at Omron is really going beyond understanding the information and synthesizing it and analyzing it in a way that makes it actionable. So we're stepping away from specsmanship and more consultative selling. Yeah, I think the terminology sales, a salesperson is becoming stale and really not Mm -hmm. non-relevant anymore. We are truly consultants to the customers. We Mm -hmm. are the experts. Absolutely. Again, if the customer is looking to buy MRO type products, we have fantastic technology. And the customer, our customers can be a, purchase it through e-commerce sites, mm-hmm. right? And we can provide mm-hmm. great support. But our outside sales teams, we're in front of customers, becoming that advisor, that consultant, helping them, you know, leverage the next generation of technologies today to stay ahead of their competition. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. Exactly. So uh, switching gears a little bit, but, um, you know, I've spent a lot of time at universities recently, and there was a professor who was talking quite a bit about the half-life of knowledge, and that half-life is continually decreasing, which means, you know, what you learned five years ago may not be relevant today. Um, And so what that means is we really have to educate our workforce uh, more frequently, and that's really what's becoming more critical. So we're in the middle of lead training right now as an organization. And LEAD stands for Listen, Explore, Advise, Deliver. So we love our acronyms here. Um, So just to to give a little context. But Peter, if you can give our listeners a high-level overview of that concept of LEAD, and why are we doing this? Why are we taking all our sales folks off the street and kind of transforming how we converse with our customers? Yeah, thanks, Carrie. Uh, Yeah, LEAD's very passionate to me. It's been my grand vision for, for many years. So as I, as we see lead really rolling out with an organization, it, it gives me great, uh, great satisfaction and excitement for the future, what it holds. You know, lead is our, is our customized and Armand unique consultative selling methodology and approach. It's, I like to describe it as, it's how we're going to create value for the customer. This is unique to Armand. It's unique to how we sell our technologies. But uh, core lead is 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 creating that value and, and collaborating with our customers, working with our customers to identify their challenges. That's what it starts with helping our customers identify challenges, whether they're, they're challenges internal to the customer or their external challenges the customer may be facing or that industry may be facing. And and then working with our customers to help develop you know innovative solutions that will help them overcome those issues we've identified or they've identified or industry challenges that that they're facing, right? Again, it's about creating that value generation for the customer. We have tremendous technologies here at Online. We have what we call the ILORS solution. You know, I standing for inputs, sensors, logic devices. L standing for logic devices, which is our arguably are the industry best PLCs. Mm-hmm. O standing for output devices, our relays and drives. And then we got our robotics technologies. We have our safety technologies. We have our services abilities, which be able to service our technologies throughout the lifespan for our customers. And really that's, again, that goes back to what the core of our lead selling methodologies and principles are, is working with our customers to truly understand what their issues and challenges are and then collaboratively working with them to see how our technology can help them become more productive, more safe, and more efficient. And it does really, you know, I've I've been through it. It really focuses on that that partnership and and the consultant side that 
I think in the past, especially in our industry, is something that we didn't really think about as as a way to sell, right? That wasn't top of mind. Like I'm going to go in there because it also, like in my, my opinion, it kind of feels like it takes a little bit of the pressure off yourself, right? You're going in there with with a means to help. Right. As opposed to I got, you know, I got to leave. I got to leave and make sure I get this PO for a huge amount of money. Like I'm going in to support them. And that mindset shift, I think, is very, very interesting. Correct. And we are doing this well. We've been doing this for this is part of our transition of our sales team. And we've been doing this to a degree pretty good over the last couple of years. But this is our focus going forward. Again, it's about providing value for our customers. And the industry is shifting. Mm-hmm. It's always shifting. We're going to stay, we, by doing this, we're staying ahead of the curve. And we will provide a lot more value to our customers than our competition. One thing, you know, from my standpoint with the Sakura training program um, and my experience working with the Sysmac group is um, what I really like about the lead methodology is it allows people who don't have as much experience and knowledge of the technology as other folks within Omron to really leverage it. I would say Mm -hmm. we have some of the best people here at Omron who really know their stuff. And one of the things that lead allows us to do is leverage that technology across every or that knowledge across everyone. So -hmm. if I can make sure I understand my customer's problem, I know there's some really smart person here at Omron that can help me solve that. So as someone new to an industry or maybe someone who's not as, you know, technically uh, experienced as as other folks, they can still leverage that. And I, I just I love the way that we've kind of manage to leverage those strengths that way. Yeah, that's so true, Carrie. We have over 300 plus sales and application engineering staff in, in the Americas. And nobody can be an expert in everything we can do right. because we have a lot of technologies. Then you combine them with all the solutions we've created, it's even more. We can't mm-hmm. be an expert in everything. Yep. So through through the lead process, you know, we want our sales professionals to be expert in having that conversation with our customer. Mm-hmm to help work with the customer collaboratively to understand what's really important to them and what they're trying to achieve. And then bringing our engineering team to really start getting to the nuts and bolts of developing technologies that will help our customer resolve their issues they've identified or achieve the business objectives they've identified working with us. So really it's it's a team effort with the online sales and engineering team to provide that value with the customer in fact, when I say the team, it's, you know, the customer is part of that team effort because we're collaboratively mm-hmm. working with that customer to help them become more efficient, more productive, and more safe. Mm-hmm. And our customers truly recognize us as that partner in automation. Mm-hmm. That's the exciting part. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's such a cool, such a cool shift. It's, it's very exciting. Very exciting to see. To move on, Peter, longtime listeners of the podcast are kind of familiar with the cynic theory and, and our SF 2030 shaping the future, our vision for where we're, we're going as an organization over the next uh, eight years. You know, Omron is a very innovative company when it comes to solutions and technologies. Uh, can you share some examples of, of kind of how we're innovating when it comes to the sales side of things? Yeah, yeah, Kenny, for sure. You know, great question on the principles of the cynic theory and shaping the future. And how it affects our sales methodology, right? The cynic theory and shaping the future, SF2030, they're really intertwined. Mm-hmm. You know, it's our, our, our team is focused on developing solutions for customers that they're required to be successful into the future. Mm-hmm. So, so think about that. We're using our lead methodology to help customers identify issues 
that are not readily apparent to them today. Mm-hmm. So, so often a customer thinks we're going to see them to talk about maybe such something such as sensors. And using our, our lead methodology, we identify a much bigger issue to the customer that may not even be related to the initial intent of the meeting. It can be related to something such as lack of labor or quality issues, mm-hmm. again, which was not apparent to the customer before the meeting, but having that collaborative discussion, it, it came out. All of a sudden, that, that changes the conversation to where we're collaboratively developing enhancements to our customers' machine that help them stay ahead of the competition. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in addition, our sales and marketing teams at Omron, they were really one-on-one. We're super entwined, and we're consistently canvassing our customers for future needs. So we're doing the voice of the customer, trying to understand them, you know, what's just not impacting them today, but what could impact them in the future? Mm-hmm. And, and then we take that feedback and we have our engineering team start working on solutions that will address these needs. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a classic example I, I like to use is the classic bowl feeder. A bowl feeder is, is a machine that's typically used in the automation, automotive industry for feeding small types of parts. Mm-hmm. And we have some phenomenal customers in the automotive industry and, and machine builders. And some of the common feedback we were getting was these bowl feeders are typically very clunky, they're mechanical. They're prone to break down. Uh, you know, they cause production delays during changeover of parts and whatnot. So we, we took all that feedback. We went back with our engineering and our technology team and said, hey, how do we develop a solution that could replace these bowl features for the customers? Because these are the issues they're trying to face. So we developed this scare robot, any feeder, pick and place solution that replaced bowl feeders. Mm-hmm. And we started rolling this out as a canned solution to our customers. And it was super successful. In every case, it was able to reduce our customers' capital costs, mm-hmm. reduce downtime, uh, reduce manual labor. So there's instant or very attractive return on investment for our customers. So there's a classic example of we were predicting, working with our customers to predict an issue, future mm-hmm. issue, and predict or develop a solution that, that will resolve that issue. So it's, again, trying to stay ahead of the forefront and understand what the industry will need tomorrow. Not mm-hmm. yesterday or today, yep. but what they're going to need tomorrow. So we're staying in front of that. And we do a really good job of that. And our lead methodology is aligned with that philosophy. And I think if uh, probably from a customer's perspective, us as a manufacturer, we come out with new products and new solutions very frequently that you know we're one vendor, right? There's multiple different manufacturers out there it's very difficult for customers to keep up on these things. So a lot of times too, it's kind of an education thing of like, did you know that this is a type of solution that, that could really address those, those future issues like you talked about? Correct. And that comes back to being that trusted automation advisor, Mm -hmm. right? That's how our customers view us. So we're talking about, you know, exciting technology changes. We're, we're in this kind of start, um, of a transformation of our, our sales force with lead methodology. Um, Peter, what's your vision for the organization in the next five years? <laughs> yes, uh, it, definitely exciting times. We've, we're going through the, the transition of truly a world America sales organization, an organization that knows no boundaries. Now think about it. Our, our customer's ecosystem, I mean, you know, the end user, machine builder, SIs, the customer's ecosystem, they don't, they don't know any boundaries, especially within the North American market. Mm-hmm. And our customers expect us to support their ecosystem equally right across North America. 
So our, our customers, they need and they expect to see superior support at their plants, whether they have a plant in Mexico, Tennessee, or Ontario. They need that online support consistent throughout. Or if, it, if it's a customer that has a plant in Montgomery, Alabama, but their machines are being made by an OEM in Toronto, they need the online sales team in sync supporting them, regardless mm-hmm. of international borders. And that really, that's the way we're going with our sales team, is one cohesive sales team, because we've got so much brilliant people in our team. Mm-hmm. And we want to be able to move these, we want our staff around to support our customers and create that value for our customers. At the same time, not only is it creating value for our customers, it's creating and development for our employees. Our employees get exposed, not just to what they're tapping in their backyard, to the big, bigger picture, their voice, their input, unique solutions are developing for one customer local to them. They can export that knowledge and expertise across the Americas and truly have an impact for our customers and a positive impact on the organization and helps their own development as well. It's very exciting times. Um, I think another neat thing you talk about across, um, you know, geographies and things, but also our our sales force often has a unique perspective into a company. So they may actually talk to more people, you know, maybe someone's talking to this department and then, and then the next day our salesperson is talking to someone else in the other department. And maybe those departments don't talk as frequently because we all get caught up in our day-to-day. So another thing I, I've seen us able to provide is kind of that helping our customers communicate better and understand what other people are doing. I've been in calls with Sam's where they're, hey, did you know that they're doing this exact thing somewhere else? Oh, no, I didn't know that, right? So it's helping our customers uh, be more efficient even in their communications. It's really neat. And, that, and that's really powerful too. Once you know, We're very powerful as an organization right across the Americas. Mm-hmm. Yes. That multiplier effect. You know, exactly. One plus one equals three. Mm-hmm. All right. So for, for the last question I have for you, Peter, I, I always find these questions fun and interesting to hear uh, people, different people's perspectives is, you know, especially with Carrie talking about the secure program and bringing in new, new, new people to our sales organization. You know, if you have one piece of advice for the next generation of, of sales and technology leaders, what would it be? Yeah, yeah, lots of advice came. Lo- loaded question. Yeah, I think I phrase it as work hard, have fun, go with the extra mile because the, the sky's the limit. Our industry today, it's a fun industry. I mm-hmm. personally, I learn something new literally every day. Now, think about what our team does. On any given day, we can talk about and play with technology that has built-in artificial intelligence or robots. Like, how cool is that? And it's it's ever-changing. And think mm-hmm. about, you know, what the potential future is that's upon us now with, with the economy, right? We're mm-hmm. in an era of rising interest rates and potentially a looming recession. Mm-hmm. I truly believe our industry is recession-proof. You know, mm-hmm. Think about it. During economic times, our customers need to become more efficient, more productive mm-hmm. to do to be competitive, right? They're looking mm-hmm. for support to become more productive. And, and we have technologies that, that address those critical needs of our customers, right? So I, I think we're in a recession-proof industry if we're out there consultatively selling and selling solutions to our customers that help them become more competitive and more efficient. And I want to tie that also back with our company mission, right? We, our mission is to improve lives and contribute to a better society. Yep. How awesome is that? <laughs> yeah. Right? And then I also I like to circle it back with, with a quote by our founder, Kazuma Tatsuyisi. Think about this quote. He said this quote 
decades ago. You know, to the machine, the work of the machine, to the man, the thrill of creation. Think about it. The thrill of creation. That's what we're doing every day. We're creating solutions using our automation technologies. Is that ever cool or what? And and when we do that, we also make a difference to society. Mm -hmm. So it's a great industry to be in. Amman is a fantastic place to be in today because we get to do all of what I just said every single day. How cool is that? It's awesome. So cool. I love uh, I love the amount of different customers that I've been able to visit through my tenure here at Omron and just see the the innovative things that they're doing that again are contributing to pieces of our society. That's just yeah. just just watching the technology implemented and used by our customers is has always fascinated me. It's fun. You get to deal with tech and you also get to you get to deal with technology and people and cultures. Right. It goes back to the, your previous question is where on one American or a vision. You now, people development, dealing with different cultures, meeting with different cultures. It's fun. It keeps people exhilarated. You know, I use the analogy of well, when you get up at 530 in the morning, you jump out of bed with a jump to your step because you're ready to begin the day. That means mm-hmm. you love your job. Mm-hmm. And that's the type of culture we're trying to create. Online. Everybody has that jump every day because they know they're going to go out there and contribute well to society the same time get their own personal development and make friends and colleagues at work just like a family mm-hmm. and that's what we're trying to achieve absolutely it's a great culture here i love it all right well peter this one this has been a fantastic conversation but i can't i can't let you go everybody's got to answer one trivia question so, <laughs> so, like i said i was a little concerned yeah. about finding one i need so a softball we, we almost went. We also almost went Toronto Maple Leafs uh, trivia, but uh, what I have for you, and it's multiple choice. So, uh, when was the first needs selling methodology introduced? So your your year choices are 1975, 1955, 2010, 1968. The first needs selling. Needs selling methodology. I'm going to go way back. I, I think 1955 was an option. Very close. close. Very close. Oh, 1968. And it was it? actually an interesting fact about it. So it was introduced by Xerox. They introduced the first needs selling satisfaction uh, to facilitate the buyer's decision. So something I would have... Never known about without without so even they, like le- were, were they consultatively selling photocopiers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably wow. the steno, right? You're getting rid of all those jobs with the steno pool. Mm-hmm. Correct. Right? Yeah, yeah, reducing costs, becoming more mm-hmm. efficient, right? Reducing all those ergonomic injuries, so becoming yeah. safer at the same time. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and establishing the brand name, right? For if anybody needed a copy, right? I'm going to Xerox <laughs> that. <laughs> Great question, Kenny. You stopped me there. <laughs> That's okay. Next time, next time I'm going to have two, so then we can get the the. We'll have the layup maple leaves question next time. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right. Well, well, thanks so much, Peter. This was a really fun conversation. Really appreciate you taking your time out of your day and sharing with our listeners what we're all about from a sales organization standpoint. Awesome. Thanks, Carrie. Thanks, Kenny. I appreciate it, Peter. Thank you. 
Thank you, everyone, for joining Kenny and me for the Operation Automation Podcast. If you have topics you would like to hear discussed on future episodes, please send them to our email address, operationautomation at omron.com, with podcast idea in the subject line. Finally, all of the cool things you learn on this podcast can be found on automation.omron.com. Until next time, we put the fun in factory automation.